another one from a long time ago. So I am reading one of my favorite books again, Walking Through Walls. I think I've mentioned it uh, recently. Maybe not, but I know I've talked about it a couple times in the past few years or, I don't know. Amazing book. Highly recommend it. Walking Through Walls by Philip Smith. Easily acquired on Amazon or any online store that carries used books. Um, oh, it's also available on iBooks. That's why I'm reading it this time. I just got it, got it on my phone. Anyway, he tells the story how his father punched a hole in a cloud using his mental abilities, power. And uh, I think I've talked about the time my friend and I blew the, the hole in the clouds right above us up on, uh, we were up behind the California School for the Death, Deaf on, uh, on a pretty massive dose of uh, blue wedge acid in, late in the summer of 1967. Maybe it was a little later fall can't remember but there were riots sirens fires in the street we could see from above up above in the hills it was not an optimal place or time to be on a powerful dose of LSD (laughs) but at one point we realized that we had there was a perfectly circular hole in the clouds right above our heads and blew a sky above it wasn't a hallucination we both saw it anyway I've talked about cloud stories other the other my other cloud stories um, but I've there's one I've never told and the reason I've never told it is because um, it, it was also the first morning I ever actually um, considered suicide. And it was the um, it was uh, December of like 1968. And um, I'd been at a party, I'd been drinking wine, and this f- friend of mine said, hey, want some acid? I said, sure. So we both took some acid. We ended up going to his house. Now, his his house, he lived with Mo of Mo, Mo's Bookstore, and I went to school with three of Mo's kids. It's, it was this just ramshackle, big old place down, you know, somewhere around college in Ashby. And we went there and um, we were talking and at some point um, Mo's daughter came in. The the guy I was with was not a biological child, but he was sort of a stray that adopted. 
And then Mo's daughter came in, and she sort of had a crush on me, and we were hanging out for a little bit, and um, then at some point I was talking to the guy again. His name was John, and it just got really strange, and I don't know what happened to the daughter. Allison was her name, and I finally left and just started walking around Berkeley. I I think it was probably the middle of the night. I don't know. And when you come onto wine, I mean, off onto acid off of wine, it's rarely good. It's just they're they're polar opposites, you know. Anyway, it was an overall not a fun acid trip. But anyway, I'm, I remember getting down to Telegraph Avenue at around four in the morning. There was nobody on the street, and uh, it was just bizarre. Of course, I was coming down off of acid. Anyway, I don't know. At some point, I made my way down towards my friend Tom's place, and he lived on, off of Adeline uh, or Grove, down past at the where the Ashby Bart Station is now. Bart had not been built yet at that time, but he would have been across the street from it if if you know if, if it had been there at that time. And I remember going down there, the sun was up by this time, and I was just standing there, still very quiet on the street, and I was looking up towards the hills, and it looked like it was going to be a nice day. And I watched as this little cloud, little tuft of cloud, a fog, whatever, a little white, like a cotton ball, and it was probably, I don't know, 100 feet across, 150 in diameter, I don't know. It came rolling up over the hill and came rolling down the Berkeley Hills, probably you know, a good mile, two miles away, I don't know, and it rolled straight towards me and it rolled right over me and then it just kept going out to the bay. I've never heard of anything like that before, seen anything like that or since, before or since. It was so bizarre. Again, it was not a hallucination. I was no longer hallucinating. Um, I can't explain it. Again, intimations of the divine. Something I go back to over and over and over again as I get older, looking back across my life. Anyway, I I went and at some point I went over to Tom's place, knocked on the door. He let me in, and he was heading to uh, school. He was in college at that time, so he left me there, and uh, I made something to eat. I think, pretty sure, still feeling pretty frazzled coming off the acid, and I probably had a slight hangover as well. Anyway, he. T- uh, I uh, picked up a book he had laying there somewhere, and it was Nausea by Jean-Paul Sartre. That's not a book you want to read when you're coming off a bad, weird acid trip. And I started reading it, and, um, you know, he was the great existentialist, you know, atheist, uh, you know, just 
you know, life is shit. <laughs> Not what I needed to hear at that moment. And uh, at some point, I just sort of put the book down. I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to commit suicide. And I thought, okay, how am I going to do it? And the thought that came to me, the way to do it would be to lock myself in a room somewhere and listen to the Beatles. Probably the Beatles' White Album, to be a little more specific, until I starved to death. And um, it seemed like the, the way to do it. And then I thought about that and realized how ridiculous it was and kind of started laughing and decided to not kill myself. Um, that was That's the end of the story, but the main part of this story I wanted to share with you was that weird little cloud ball sphere story. So, dun 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 started writing back then real hippie Donovan type lyrics I'm not they're so bad I'm not going to sing it this is Knox writing the wild double with you forever forever 